Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Are you sick of meetings that don't seem to achieve much of anything? They're boring. Most people don't even contribute. And other more important work gets pushed back. We still have to have meetings, but wouldn't it be great if they were shorter and to the point? Well, there is a way. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Often, companies use a one-size-fits-all meeting, no matter the objective. But Scott Stein says you should identify the true purpose of the meeting and accordingly select a correct meeting type. Scott is a leadership and productivity expert and author of Leadership Hacks, Clever Shortcuts to Boost Your Impact and Results. In a moment, he outlines four types of meetings to choose from. First, Chris Ashmore asks Scott why most meetings are a waste of time. Yeah, if I had, you know, a dollar for every time I've been to a meeting where you walked out and everybody said, what a waste. And I think it's almost a pandemic, right? I hate to use that word, but it is. It's still wasting people's time. And what I'm finding is the reason why most people have meetings just to meet and they don't always have a clear purpose and they haven't really identified who should or shouldn't be in the meeting, right? And that's why they're actually wasting a lot of time. The other reason is they're using the wrong meeting process. They're not really sure how to run a really efficient type meeting. So what's the answer then? How do we ensure a meeting has purpose? Yeah, I think you need to clarify. If I'm going to get these people to meet, you need to ask the question, why? Why do I need to get them to meet? And what outcome do we need to achieve? Right? Because if you haven't done that, you're wasting everybody's time. So let me give you an example. A lot of sales teams, they go, oh, we got to have a weekly team meeting. Right. And I talk to them and go, well, tell me about the meeting. I know some people have a daily sales team meeting and I'm going, tell me about your meetings. And they say, oh, they're so boring. What do you talk about? Oh, the same thing we talked about the day before. I'm going, well, why do you have the meeting if you're just going to repeat what you said the day before? Well, I don't know. We've always had a meeting. When I ask the manager, I ask them, why you do it? Oh, because we're supposed to have meetings. I'm going, no, 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 no. If they get clear on, all right, what's the purpose? Well, all right, we need to have a meeting. Maybe it's only a weekly meeting. And in this weekly meeting, we're going to identify the three problems we're having with sales this week. And we're going to overcome them. If they did that and clarified it, everybody knows exactly what the meeting's about. They know what the outcome's going to be. And they know what to work toward when they're in the meeting. Well, you've identified four types of team meetings. Can you walk us through each one? Yeah. In the four types of team meetings, and this is why a lot of people mix them up, because each team meeting has a different process, right? The first type, which is probably the most common type, is what I call a reporting or check-in meeting, right? That's where people just report what their activities are, what their KPIs are. The second type of meeting is a problem-solving meeting where there's an issue that needs to be overcome. The third is a decision-making meeting. We've already looked at all the facts, all the information. Now we need to make a decision what we're going to do. And then the fourth one is a strategy development meeting, which means we've got some bigger issues that we need to look at. We need to create a strategy, and that's going to be a lot more in-depth. And again, the biggest issue is each of these meetings has a different process. So when I try and combine a check-in meeting 
with a problem-solving meeting and a decision-meeting meeting all at the same time, that's when half of the people there are going, well, it's not relevant to me, it's not in my area, but I'm gonna sit here for an hour as you guys talk in circles about something that has nothing to do with me. So selecting the right type of meeting is the most important thing to do. Is there an ideal meeting length, Scott? Yeah, it's a great question. It's almost like how long is a piece of string? And it depends on the meeting, right? I talk about in the book, you know, I've got somebody that I know that used to be the financial comptroller for Kimberly Clark. And imagine being the person responsible for a Fortune 50 company that has hundreds of company conglomerates around the world, right? And he was the one every month had to take all these different companies and country accounts, put them into one framework with his team right, which a massive task. And he would have a check-in first thing in the morning and at the end of the day, right? And it was a reporting check-in on where do we need to do today? What do we need to accomplish? And it was a seven-minute stand-up meeting in the hall. They put visual LCD screens up so everybody could see it and go through the dashboards. And they would do the same thing at the end of the day. And that the end of the day was usually five minutes. So some meetings can be as short as five to 10 minutes. Other meetings, what I find, you know, traditional check-in meetings, usually half an hour is a really good time frame, right? If you're going more than half an hour for a check-in meeting, there's usually something wrong. You're going off track. You're trying to do problem solving or something else, which means you might be wasting some people's time. In your book, you uh, write about compression planning. What is that and how is that valuable? Yeah, compression planning is a incredible technique. I'm biased. I was actually taught it probably about 30 years ago. And it's actually what Disney used to actually create his theme parks. So it uses a visual storyboard process. And that's really important. When you get to planning, especially strategic planning, Most of the population are visual learners, which means if they see it, they not only understand it, they can actually do something with it. And this is where most strategic planning sessions fall down because it comes into an argue fest or who talks the loudest to get their ideas across, which shuts the other people down. So compression planning uses a visual process using storyboards and allows every person's ideas to be captured on a card. It's a three by five index card. It gets pinned up onto the board so everybody can see it. And then what happens is there's a consensus process where the people in the meeting get to vote on the most important items. Those get carried forward to actually be further explored and plans developed around those. So it's a pretty amazing process. What normally would take, for example, I was working with a big multinational company and they said, we've got a drama with our CapEx. We've got to cut $90 million from it. Right? So I've got to get the heads of all my departments to agree to give up a certain amount, up to $90 million, and it can't be split because different departments have different needs. And he said, you know, we've been arguing about it for a month. Uh, I want you to come in. Maybe we'll need, you know, a week. And I said, oh, well, I reckon we can do it in a lot less than that. We did it in five hours, right? Because they could see all of it. It separates the emotion. And what it does is it unifies everybody. So I've used it with union groups and non-union groups. I've used it with big business and small business. But what it does is it allows people to see exactly what the ideas are and it allows them to contribute or vote to what direction they feel we should go in. And again, it's actually democracy in action because the biggest number of votes actually carry those ideas forward. So it becomes a really good strategy, but people have to buy into it because if I'm voting for it, I'm probably gonna have to actually help implement it as well. That was leadership expert, Scott Stein. 
This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.